0: Today we are talking about alternative health and what it means to different people. This is episode 80 from the Alternative Health Tools podcast. Victoria, and I'm joined today with my co-host Claire Nicolau. Welcome, Claire. Hi, Lisa. Fantastic to uh, be doing another podcast with you. And what we want to discuss today really is what does alternative health mean to us? And what does it mean to you as listeners? Because I guess for different people, it means different things. So Claire, do you want to start us off? Yeah, definitely. I think I I was thinking about this um, yesterday because it's
1: quite a wide topic, isn't it? Alternative health. If you think about health in a holistic way, um, which is more than just physical health, it's mental health, it's spiritual health, it's, it's the whole health of the person, then when you think about alternative health, for me, that's not necessarily just a non-medical inf- in- intervention that makes you better, as opposed to a medical informa- in- in- intervention that would make you better. If that makes sense. So, to, so, so to kind of backtrack a little bit, I think I, my background, um, as you know, is I'm I I deal with employment issues. I'm an employment lawyer by training um over the years I have been doing that, I have noticed that there is a in- huge increase in health and well-being as a barrier to either businesses doing well or for individuals to thrive not only at work but in their personal lives as well. And in in thinking about that and in working with that over the years, I have, got to grips with in a way the fact that health and well-being is such a bigger issue than people used to think it was and I have started to focus a lot more with my corporate clients on how to manage the health of their populations and then you know with individual people how to improve the well being that they have in their general lives and that is so much more than just their physical health. That is in, in some ways I think their mental health and their general well being is more important than that. So so for me from a work perspective that has evolved hugely and from a personal perspective I have realised for myself how the importance of well being affects your overall state of physical and mental health.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: what what do you
0: think? I, I I kind of I have a different background to you I guess but I love the fact that you're an employment lawyer and you've combined the health and wellness and you're, you're clearly passionate about that which just shows you know that with I guess any career you can always combine health and wellness whether that's on a corporate level or or whether that's on an individual level you're an employment lawyer yet you're really into your health and wellness and From my background, and I share the same passion as you from from a health and wellness point of view, I was a qualified accountant, and I um, got ill with chronic fatigue syndrome, and that's what started me on my journey to understanding alternative health ways, I guess. And and what I found, first of all, was um, Reiki really helped me, and that was something that started me on my journey to healing because it was about relaxing that mindset so whilst the chronic fatigue syndrome was a physical condition and I was physically tired the Reiki really helped to calm down my mind and we all know too well that the mind and body are so interconnected and we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail so for me it was about going on that journey to find things that worked for me To help with the chronic fatigue syndrome, and what I ended up doing was healing my chronic fatigue syndrome through um, nutrition and mindset. So, really changing my thoughts, which impacted on the stress that was held in my body, and then really changing my diet so that could help me to be as healthy as possible. So then I wasn't reliant on all the medical, traditional medical interventions, so the drugs, the antidepressants the anti-inflammatory, painkillers. And, and that's kind of why I'm where I am now as a health coach, is to be able to empower others to take control of their health. So I work with individual clients on showing them how they can take back control of their health you know, from a preventative point of view as well as a reactive point of view if they've got something that, you know, that they're, they're trying to heal. But also a bit like you, Claire, it's like working with the corporate world. You know, there's such, there's so much stress in the work environment. There's so many targets. And when I was an accountant, I saw that all the time. And you know, there's a lot of unhappy people. I know we spoke earlier about, you know, watching people commuting to work on public transport and how they look so stressed and how we can hold that stress in our bodies. So it's about empowering the corporate world as well, um, how to use health and well being to I guess, increase productivity, reduce absenteeism, and generally take care of, of their employees' health and well-being. And, and I think that's why we really connect, because we come from different backgrounds to where we are, but we're both so passionate about it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really interesting because we have come from a different,
1: different physical background. So you've come from um, having a physical manifestation of the stress in your body, which is chronic fatigue. Um, I'm very fortunate. I've not had any physical symptoms of stress related conditions. Um, But I have spent many years working in stressful corporate environments. And I think I got out just in time. You know, I I left the corporate world um, a year ago, and I started working for myself. And my main driver for that was because I wanted to improve my health, I wanted to improve the time that I have. And I I absolutely think that our health and our time are the two most important commodities that we have because without those, we can't have relationships, we can't, you know, we can't thrive. Um, Health and time are so important, and I kind of figured out a while ago that if I wanted to keep my health in a good place, I had to make more time for myself, um, even though sometimes that feels like I'm being a little bit selfish. Lots of people feel guilty about making time for themselves. Um I had to make more time for, themsel- for myself and I had to work on me before I could give back, you know, both in the corporate world and to my family and, and to my friends. And I've never looked back from that, actually, because my health, my, my mental health, my well-being has increased exponentially since I have realized actually I'm I'm the most important person to to get right to start with you know it's like when you're on a plane and they say put your own face mask on before you give your face mask to your two baby and your children if you if you can't help yourself first then you're not in a position to be able to help other people so you know we'll talk a little bit about what alternative health means for us but But for me when I think about health in the overall sense of the world, overall sense of the word, that means my overall health, my ability to be able to give my best to my career, to my family, to my friends, to my relationships.
0: I love that and I love the concept of putting your own oxygen mask on first. And as you were saying that, I was kind of nodding along. For me, when I got chronic fatigue syndrome I was at university and I was studying and it was so debilitating I had to put my own oxygen mask on because I was no good to anybody else and like you say your time and your health well I didn't have my health which meant then that I didn't have the time to spend with my friends and family because I was bedridden for a number of months I just I had nothing to give So, I had to put my own oxygen mask on, and I guess for any listeners out there who were feeling stressed or tired or are are dealing with an illness or a challenge, it's okay to put your own oxygen mask on first. And and you've picked up on a key point there, Claire. You said, you know, it's about not feeling selfish and putting your own oxygen mask on first. Because if you haven't, if you're not fit and healthy, then how can you then be present and have the energy to then help others or be as effective to help others. So I love that kind of take that pressure off you're not being selfish it's just self-care.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes I think we I think we're getting better as as the generations go on. I think we we're, we're getting better at self-care but I think if we look back at previous generations like our parents' generation for example, they did a lot less self-care. They arguably didn't understand the importance of it, because they didn't necessarily understand The impact of stress in the body um, I went to um, Recently, I think I've spoken to you about this Before I went to the Body Works Exhibition in London And for those for those of you that don't know uh, body, Work, body Worlds Sorry, not Body Works Body Worlds is an exhibition, it's a global exhibition now And it's devised by A German anatomist Called Gun- uh, Gunther von Hagen And he developed a way Of preserving it sounds very gruesome but it's it's actually hugely educational He, he developed a way of preserving human tissue um, through a technique called plastination and in plastination he's able to preserve the uh, body tissues of deceased people in a process that can take several months but it is able to show the effect that disease, and exercise and, and all sorts of other things have on the body. And I went to the London exhibition, and it's fascinating because it takes you through the the body's various systems. So there is a section about how the respiratory system works. There's a section about how the circulatory system works. There's a system. Uh, there's a section about how muscles fire up. Um, and there are a lot of exhibits that show the effect of physical illnesses on the body and what that means. So you see the lungs of a smoker, you see the heart of somebody who's had a heart attack through, you know, poor diet and and chronic obesity. But there is a big, big emphasis in the exhibition on how stress affects the physical body. And I thought that was absolutely fascinating because I thought it would be more about what we can physically do to affect our bodies. You know, Mm -hmm. the bad things that we ingest Mm -hmm. um, can have a bad effect. You know, we smoke too much, we drink too much, we eat the wrong foods, then we're going to have a physical problem. But there is a huge emphasis on what stress does to the body. There's then a separate section about, and I think we're we're going to talk about this in another time, but about how a lack of purpose in Mm -hmm. somebody's life, physically affects the body again that's fascinating so i was googling this the other evening because i I was thinking about having seen the exhibition and i was looking at the other global exhibitions of body worlds and currently the exhibition in i can't remember if it's either germany or denmark is a special exhibition called the happiness project Mm -hmm. and that is an entire exhibition devoted to how Your well-being affects your physical body. And that, for me, is absolutely fascinating. I was going to say mind-blowing. It's not Mm mind-blowing because I get it. I I appreciate it and I believe it. But I think so many people still don't understand that if you hold on to stress and if you hold on to discomfort and you hold on to upset and you hold on to anger and bitterness, that will manifest physically in your body. And when I think about alternative health, I think about a lot of things that can relieve that pressure. And some of those things can be so simple.
0: For example?
1: For example, having a purpose in your life, having a pet that you walk, taking exercise, doing yoga, having meditation, exercises, being grateful for things, taking a step out of your day to... Kind of come off the, come off the treadmill and I noticed this. I've been in London today, as you know, I'm sitting on the train, which I don't do, I'm so grateful that I don't have to commute every day. I see all these people and they've been commuting every day for, gosh, 10, 20, 30 years, maybe some of them only a year, but you can just see by their body language that they are diminished in so many ways. You know, there's, there's no, there's no interaction with the people around them they're yawning they're tired they're glugging coffee they are you know you you can you can just tell that people are feeling like they've got to face another day and that must have a negative impact on health
0: yeah and I guess that was one of the the challenges I had with my chronic fatigue syndrome so everything that you just talked about there One of the challenges I had was that I was holding on to stress in my body. And one of the things for me, alternative health with the Reiki, it was removing those energy blocks. And, you know, they talk about holding different blocks in your body. So, for example, if we are uptight and stressed, it can affect our digestive system. Because if we've got a knot in our stomach and we're stressed, then it affects our digestive system. So then that culminates into other health issues, doesn't it? But I love the fact that you talked about, you know, what you, alternative health means to you. And that's things like your meditation, your yoga, your walking the dog, your gratitude. And I know we talked about gratitude and morning rituals in episode 79. So if you missed that one, go back and listen to that because that was a, a really insightful episode on how to set a morning ritual and how to be grateful and use that to create your day. And for me, I guess, alternative health it is the same things as you Claire it's the yoga it's the meditation it's taking that time out of my day to be grateful it's sometimes practicing Reiki so I am a qualified Reiki practitioner as well so quite often when I get into bed at night I'm Reiki myself but it's the reason why I do that is to calm my mind down and I think what we're discussing here is quite a lot of our stress from our mind is then held in our bodies. And what you saw on the train today when you were commuting was a lot of people, you know, given we have on average 70,000 thoughts a day, it sounds like they were just thinking, oh, I'm facing another day. And and then, you know, it was all that stress about having to go to work. They're tired. They're glugging their coffee. It's like, how can we help our listeners feel like, they can access alternative health to help them ease the stress and help them ease the stress and the impact that that then has on their body. I'd like to kind of get, get across
1: to the point that alternative health can be something that is very simple. It, it doesn't have to be a yoga thing it doesn't have to be a meditation thing it doesn't have to be a gratitude thing it can be as simple as just taking a bit of time out for yourself in the morning you know walking up to the shop to get some milk rather than getting in the car and racing up there because you know you're gonna be late for work taking a little bit of time back taking a few deep breaths having a think about what you want to achieve for the day like we said in, in episode 79 and just sometimes sometimes as simple as just taking a few deep breaths and just going right I just let, let me just chill out here for a minute because life is life is going
0: at a million miles an hour and you know stop the world I want to get off it seems um, very busy these days doesn't it there's so much hugely. going on, especially with you know social media and the world's a small place isn't it you can hop on a plane now you can get here there and everywhere definitely they're open 24 hours a day you're on call you've got your mobile emails there is no getting off, like you say, get me out of here. There's <laughs> there's a there's
1: a there's a constant accountability, isn't there? Yes. I think that, that's the issue that we have with social media. You're accountable the whole time. If it's not to work, it's to family, if it's not to family, it's to friends, if it's not to friends, it's to partners, if it's not to partners, it's to you know, strangers. You know, it can be it can be completely all-encompassing. And if you are not able to take a step back and put that in its box every now and again gosh no wonder that people are in such a head rush of because sometimes you, you just don't know where to get off you don't you don't know when the train's going to stop and you can actually get off can you so one of the things we were just going to go through with this discussion was just to you know as we've said we've given some indication of what alternative health means to us we'd love to get some feedback wouldn't we on, yes. on what what does alternative health mean to you you know. Is that something structured where you go to a clinic and you have something like acupuncture? Or does it mean for you that you think about getting eight hours sleep a night
0: because everyone says that eight hours sleep is is the optimal amount of sleep so or is it going on a yoga retreat for a week and that's what you value for your holiday or like you say is it just taking a second out of your day to take a step back and be present and like we talked about in episode 79 again it's having that to be list and Mm. it doesn't have to be a week-long yoga retreat it could be just as simple as taking a couple of minutes out your day to practice gratitude and I guess like Claire says is we'd love to hear your feedback and we have got some exciting topics coming up on future episodes and we're going to have some guest speakers to talk in about about lots of alternative health but I guess from from you guys out there listening is what would you be interested in hearing about and and we'll we'll make sure that we can cover those topics for you going forwards absolutely it might be something
1: as easy as on a Friday night I watch comedy because comedy I watch I watch old episode of Frasier or whatever it is, you know. Comedies make me laugh, laughing makes me feel good, you know, feeling good makes me happy for a period of time and I can engage better with my friends and family. It can be it can be something really simple, can't it? So so please do, please do give us your views.
0: So how do they get in contact with us to give us feedback? Feedback
1: at lifehacks.com, email us at feedback at lifehacks.com Um, we'd love to hear from you we'd love to know how we can get the best out of future sessions yeah please please give us your feedback we'd
0: love to hear it so i think just to wrap up then from today is that alternative health means different things to different people and it's finding i guess something that works for us as an individual and like you say, Claire, for some it might be yoga or meditation, for some it might be just taking a couple of minutes out of their day to be present or you know, you know, to feel grateful, and you don't have to feel under pressure to do anything specific or because your friend's doing yoga or your friend does meditation every day. It's finding something that works for you. And I guess the key thing for me that I've learned is finding something that helps quieten my mind. Yes. Because when my mind's quiet, it helps my body to relax. And it's that mind-body connection. And one of the biggest things I say to my clients is, if you don't think your thoughts are powerful, What happens when someone gives you some information that moves you so much that you get goosebumps? What triggers those goosebumps is only the thought that you have processed based on the information that someone's given you. So if a thought can trigger goosebumps, imagine how thoughts can trigger stress in the body or trigger the good endorphins, like you say, laughter's really healing, isn't it good for the soul? So just have a think about what, alternative health means to you and how you can quieten that mind down uh, to allow you to be as healthy and happy as possible that's a great that's a great way to finish fantastic so this was the alternative health tools podcast and we will be um, speaking to you shortly on future podcasts if you'd like to find out more or you liked what you heard and you'd like to share it then you can do this via Apple or via whatever medium you use currently. Take care.